0: Let's do forty-five minutes on the uh, Canadian Grand
1: Prix. There's no way we're only doing forty-five minutes on the Canadian Grand Prix. We're gonna try so hard, but we're not going to be able to do it, John. You know this. Uh, I think
0: if 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 we had a way of like maintaining the sense of urgency, I think we could do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just don't know what that no, is. I don't.
1: I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is, and I genuinely don't believe it's possible between the two of us so let let's let's jump right into it welcome to the f1 files folks i am your host Corey p willis i am an improviser comedian writer actor out in los angeles california who be you What's
0: up, Corey? Uh, this is John Lapore. I'm a creative leader, uh, futurist, a uh general guy full of shenanigans, uh bouncing around the globe this week and circling oh, back here to do my do my favorite thing, which is talking Formula One with uh with my childhood
1: friend, Corey Willis. Damn straight, baby. And you had yourself a little adventure uh, this past week. You were you sent me a picture of the circuit from I don't know I was how there. many thousands. I was I was people. there. I was
0: I was <laughs> at I uh, literally f- on a flight from Iceland to Newark Airport. Flew mm-hmm. directly over Montreal. Can we
1: just just briefly pause uh, for a moment here to uh, draw the most amazing contrast between two places, Uh, Iceland Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) and Newark, New Jersey. Uh, That is (laughs) couldn't be more opposite places um, (laughs) on the the planet uh, as far as natural beauty. Uh but that yeah, is yeah.
0: absolutely correct. Not even just natural beauty, but like, you know, even like even their airports, their places of contact. Oh, like yeah. the 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 airport in Iceland was modern, elegant, mm-hmm. simple. And yeah. it just flowed. You just made your way through the airport with no issues whatsoever. Everything was so, so chill and easy going. And you get back mm-hmm. to to Newark airport and it's like the TSA agents are like, you know, screaming in a, in a child's face, you know, just because they can,
1: it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Newark isn't the best for, uh, design. I mean, any Uh,
0: any of the New York, any of the three New York airports to me are all the same, the same level of seem like they're falling apart. Everyone there seems like they got fired, but have to finish their shift. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and reluctantly,
1: and, yeah, they're, they're like, and, I have
0: to be here. And many, many innocent bystanders, uh, you know, trapped in the middle. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, on my flight back from Iceland, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I ponied up the $20 for the in flight Wi Fi solely so that I could watch the race on my iPad. Good move. Um, good move. And, uh, shout out to, the My Fios TV app for allowing me to connect to the 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 cable box in my home, play the race over my iPad, and have it like break down for like a minute of buffering almost every three minutes exactly, which is uh, a mind mind mind-bendingly uh frustrating way to uh to watch the race. But I was able to I was able to watch it almost live. And I did have, like, genuinely this magical moment of realizing that we were closing in on New Jersey by way of Canada. Mm-hmm. And I opened up the little, you know, window shade on my window, and I looked out, and I could see the the track itself. Like, literally flew directly over the, the track. You could see yes, yeah. The uh de
1: Notre Dame. Yes, the site island. of... The,
0: Man-made island, site of the World's Fair, uh, mm-hmm. could see it clear as day. And uh, that, wow. that gave me like a warm, fuzzy sensation through, through my whole body, not just because I'm a Formula One junkie and I love watching some, some F1 and love the idea of being in any proximity to one of these tracks, but particularly mm-hmm. because the first time we saw a race in person, it was at that very, very track, and we had several yeah. years of making a, a regular pilgrimage. Uh, the, in, the in similar
1: weather conditions, which
0: yeah, yeah, somehow Ooh. that seems to be almost a constant there. And uh, it is, you know, and we'll 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 we will have to do maybe maybe even next week we can set aside some time to tell some campfire stories of Montreal Grand Prix's past. Yeah. Um, including literally, and I'll just leave it at like we, uh, our first time attending a formula one race was the most epic and insane race, uh,
1: for a number of different reasons.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, amazing, you you know,
1: longest Grand Prix in formula one history. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we attended it. We watched, we got got our money's worth out of it. we absolutely <laughs> got our money's worth out of it, attended all three days and experienced weather of those three days. And Jensen buttons, amazing comeback. Just truly a few. That's, that's the one hey, of the right. most
0: legendary wins of the modern formula one era. Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like that's like that right there needs to be a part of this new F1 movie that is coming out is a race not dissimilar to something like mm-hmm. that like maybe a combination between what what we saw uh Charles do this weekend uh uh Lewis do in Brazil and Jensen do uh at the uh circuit the uh Gilles Villeneuve um back in 2011 uh but that that was that was an epic an epic race that yeah we'll talk let's talk about that next week since we got a a down a down week yeah um and but- and also just
0: you know one one last thing about just the the sheer excitement that I had flying mm-hmm. over this this track uh you know we we had many wonderful good times there but also it used to be that the formula 1 calendar was shifted where this race would fall about a week or two earlier than it is this season. Yep, which meant that it regularly, on a yearly basis, lined up perfectly with your birthday. So it was a perfect, always a always a fun occasion to uh, just hop, the, make, the- make a road trip to uh, yeah. to Montreal. Yeah.
1: Like the most perfect excuse, the most perfect reason, uh, even when things were, were, were tricky and tight, it was like, eh, no, it was my birthday. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was great to, to celebrate that. And, and I miss that. I hope we get a chance to go back to that, to that circuit together. Uh, Johnny. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, all right. Such, so, such a so a wonderful, wonderful treat. overall, how would you score this race? on a scale Mm. of one to 10, we got to, we got to register this thing on the scale of one to 10, which obviously, uh, you know, you could think of this scale as one being the worst possible kind of French fries, which to me is, uh, it's like you got French fries like delivered and they came in a styrofoam box. And when you open the styrofoam box, there's like, wet condensation on the inside poke any holes in the styrofoam box they kept the bag closed yeah so those those like those nice thick robust french fries Mm -hmm. are just like they're just soggy and damp and flaccid and just awful uh so Mm -hmm. that's that's one one is styrofoam container soggy fries i'd say like six or seven would be like a nice crisp like burger king fry Mhm. Yeah. And then ten, you know exactly what ten is, Corey. I
1: mean, it's just no, absolutely, no doubt in your mind. It's absolutely covered and smothered in the most delicious gravy and cheese curds. Uh, we're talking poutine, baby. We're talking a, 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 a ten as P- a poutine.
0: poutine. Best best poutine I believe that I've had is served from the rickety cart that is literally at the uh uh the the canadian grand prix track mm-hmm. itself yeah it is phenomenal i could eat that breakfast lunch and dinner it's
1: the, yeah. the best, I mean, I would best die, stuff in the world i would die so soon but i would if i if You'd it was like you brunch
0: could brunch the next day yeah <laughs> make yeah, it to brunch yeah. the next day
1: uh um, yeah yeah it's okay so on that scale of uh of of fries uh fries being uh the worst being the delivery styrofoam box fries um that are just wet and soggy, disgusting. The mid mid-zone, we're talking five sixes are like a Burger King fry. Uh, I'll even say like maybe like a Shake Shack fry. Uh, they do like a pretty good job with their crinkle cut delivery fries. I'll just mm. can, uh, I'll, I'll throw that out there. So that's like a, mm-hmm, a medium mm-hmm, tier, mm-hmm. um, but still just a delivery fry, right? But uh number 10 being poutine, just the sloppiest uh poutine that you're delivering from that cart uh at the gp uh while the tears are crusting on your eyes uh and your cheeks after experiencing uh uh the the marvel of f1 cars ripping by you uh on that straight after the hairpin um yeah that little it's quite uh, quite a quite a painting that you you, that's yeah quite a painting that you create yeah it's it's a lovely lovely image that is, I think that's that's that I'd say that that is we're 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 getting close to that poutine. Uh so I'd say that we're probably at uh like a, a nine, um like somewhere. Wow. Like we, we we're we were up there with this one. Um so I'm not saying it's like track side poutine. I'm thinking this is like maybe maybe this is like the poutine. That you would get at uh, at like a at at like a chain restaurant in in Montreal. Um, you,
0: you know they they do over here in in New Jersey. The mm-hmm. diners will do their version of poutine, which is known as disco fries. Ah, uh, yes,
1: yes, the disco fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, like a disco fry. I throw I throw this in the the department of a disco fry. Not quite poutine. Mm-hmm not quite melted cheese curds and beef yep, gravy yep. uh smothering yep, yep. just the most delicious overcooked steak fries not quite but we're we're at disco fry uh
0: territory I'm I'm going to clock this in at a at a 7 which is like uh I don't know it's like a uh a, a fancy bistro that that brings the fries to the table In like the, the cone, uh, you know, sort of Uh, paper container with the spiral metal thing. And they give you you know, they don't, they don't, it's probably
1: got some, some truffle bullshit on it or something. mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. uh, so we're talking like a shoestring, like a shoestring French fry, uh, like a a shoestring, shoestring, uh, frites, some, some frites. And, yeah, maybe uh, yeah yeah
0: comes, comes with a little, a little mayonnaise on the side, but we call it aioli. We agree to call it aioli yeah. because it costs $8 instead of $3. Yeah.
1: And, it's not even uh, proper yeah. aioli. It's still just, it's like flavored mayo. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, it's yeah, mayonnaise I, I, that, 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 that a, a piece of oregano fell on top of and boom, <laughs> it's, 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 aioli.
1: I'm like quick, put that in a ramekin. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I'd say, yeah, we're, we're in, we're in that territory. The, 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 the greater, uh, the upper crust of the Grand Prix, uh, territory, I'd say with this one, this was a really fun one to watch. I'm sure it was a really fun one to be at. It looked wild. Those, those Canadian fans are ravenous. Um, they are,
0: they are. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome place to, to see a race, uh, if just for the atmosphere, yeah and the energy that comes from the fans
1: yeah and from incredible. the city itself yeah um and it was it was tough to see latifi a uh, a canadian homeboy a, a montreal um uh born born man uh not do so hot in this grand prix but it was it was great to hear him describe uh how how the city kind of comes to life and uh mm-hmm. when, when the grand prix shows up uh that was like cool to like hear that little snippet of an interview earlier but this this past week was great to watch the all the buzz leading up to it with with hamilton's back issues and that Mm -hmm. being very quickly resolved uh the the driver meeting that took place the the technical directive that got handed down and then got walked back uh the 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 seeming boomerang effect of this FIA technical directive of, of, of monitoring the porpoising effect and the, the oscillation, the frequency oscillation that's happening. Uh, that was, that was, so I
0: was only, I I was a little distant because I was bouncing around Europe mm -hmm. on a, on a whirlwind tour. So do you mind just glossing over some of those things? And then I may, I may have questions. uh,
1: Yeah. So, Uh, basically, so Ferrari has been, uh, porpoising just as much as, uh, as Mercedes. Uh, it is, you can go back and see it. They were the first ones to really see it in, uh, in, in the, the early bits of testing back in Barcelona. Uh, but they've gotten a handle on it. Uh, Mercedes clearly has not. Some of the other teams have not. Uh, up until this past weekend, and Mercedes has been lobbying the FIA to try to bring out some sort of rule change about porpoising, about this oscillation uh, that could maybe bring the the, the worry was pe- they were going to issue a technical directive, which is not a rule change. To what what the FIA rulebook is, but it is a technical directive issued to every single race the marshals and the race director has to look at the technical directors issued by the FIA and then take that into account when applying the rules to the race weekend. so the technical directive was hopefully for Mercedes going to be a way to bring everybody else to their level uh to so that they weren't achieving the same performance uh as 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 the as yeah. everyone had been uh but Mercedes could like back off their performance and res- preserve their drivers and preserve their chassis but it right. there was a boomerang uh, it ended up uh almost backfiring in Mercedes face because the FIA issued a technical directive that said that we basically either throw the meatball flag first at a car if it was violating this like frequency of oscillation so the frequency of bouncing or porpoising whether it was bottoming out or porpoising they were going to say like if your car does it this many times within a lap during qualifying your car will be meatballed it will then violate park form a Uh,
0: And the the meat, the meatball flag being the flag that is woven a a, a reddish orange dot on a black flag, Mm -hmm. which says is a way of saying your car is going to fall apart and hurt someone else on the track get into the pit and fix it, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. So that was at the FIA basically heard the complaints of people like George Russell saying that it was tough to spot the braking zones. And then also seeing actual footage of Lewis almost losing control in Baku a couple of times while at the end of those straights while trying to spot the braking zone when the porpoising was at its worst with the Mercedes in conjunction with the bouncing that was happening on the streets in Baku. So that that was like the Mercedes basically uh, punched themselves in the face by having the FIA uh, issue a technical directive saying like, hey, if your car is doing this, it's a danger to every other car on the track and you need to change the performance of the vehicle or it will not be allowed to race. So that put the the pressure on Ferrari uh, or sorry, the pressure on Mercedes to then be like, oh, shit, we need to fix this problem. And by job, they did it. They fixed the problem uh the porpoising and bouncing wasn't really that much worse than anybody else uh by the mm-hmm. actual uh qualifying session uh and that was it was incredible uh watching mercedes basically have a meltdown attempt two new floor setups in the practice sessions and then fully have that backfire in their face again be staring down the barrel of all these technical directives or this technical directive that focused specifically on their problem. That was basically like, Hey, fix the problem or you're not going to race this weekend. And -hmm. they fixed the problem in qualifying during like a crazy rainy wet, uh, just like almost crash ridden, uh, (laughs) it's qualifying, uh, session, but they ended up putting their cars high up. The only reason George didn't, qualify hires because he went to slicks He's the only person to go to slicks while there was like standing water on that circuit which Mm -hmm. again johnny you and i have literally walked that circuit we it is i can't believe he put slick tires on when he did that i was like dude you're not you're not going to make it through turn one you're you're not that's the that's the biggest gamble ever so yeah they uh they ended up fixing the problem qualifying pretty high up Lewis qualified 4th uh, and was like elated elated yeah. to be 4th yep. uh as he should have been and uh we can't skip over qualifying though because we had the master at work. And yeah, so about, I didn't I we're not I talking did, I about did. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> we are not talking about uh Max Verstappen. Uh, We are not talking about Lewis Hamilton or Mr. Consistency, George Russell. Uh, We are talking about Fernando Alonso. Yeah.
0: I, I was so out of the loop all weekend. And to me that, that still got to me, the, the Nando qualifying second, uh, pretty, pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. I screamed. I was so, yeah.
1: So fired up when he did that. Like, When he started setting those purple times, I was like, he might get pole position right now. Like He may get pole position. Was he that strong through the whole session, or
0: was it just like last lap of of Q3 that he blitzed through there?
1: Basically, in free practice one and two, he looked pretty dialed in. Him and Ocon were setting very quick times. I think he went like either first or second in one of the free practice sessions. Uh, And then in qualifying, he was just there on pace, beating everyone. Everyone would roll in and set these like green times, would set their best purple times. And then Fernando would come in and just outpace everyone except for Verstappen. Uh, And Verstappen was consistent. He was great this this qualifying session he was he he did put on a master class this weekend he's on another level when it comes to driving in the wet i mean we've seen it before we've talked about it before verstappen qualified in the wet in a way that like nobody else could have done that like he was beating everybody else by a second and a half every single time he'd go out on a hot lap like even when the track wasn't like settling in like he was just blowing everyone's doors off And then if you went to the onboards, you'd see him like just easing into the turns. No like violent inputs at all. Just so consistent. So steady. Uh, He said he was struggling, but it was like, dude, you looked daddy smooth out there. Like you looked like you were wearing sunglasses underneath your visor. Uh, That was like how cool he looked with his inputs uh, and just the way he was dominating everybody else. But Fernando like showed like it was like old school Alonso just like thrashing at the steering wheel, getting like all the temperature worked into the tires when they were wet. He just knows how to handle a car better than maybe anybody else on the grid. I think he still has it. I mean, he. He showed it, but
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things. You just want to see him in the right kind of equipment and see, uh, see how that all plays out. I loved, uh, seeing a resurgence of a quote, which I think was 10 years old. Uh, sorry. from uh, from 2013 and it's an old, like, you know, uh, old, old Japanese proverb, that Alonzo was, uh, was repeating at a previous wet race, which was rain is only a problem if you don't want to get wet. And, uh, yeah, I love, I love that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Great to see him, uh, in the mix and, and, you know, throwing down and just kind of having, having a moment, um, to, to let everyone remember that this guy is still one of the most unique drivers in the whole field. Mm-hmm. Amazing mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely love to see it. And I mean, and, and there, he's just one of those guys that like, there's so much goodwill towards him. I think throughout the, the paddock, even when he's holding up, you know, half the, half the field on these, on these trains in the past couple races. races. Uh, I think everybody still is, is super stoked to see him uh, have a moment to, to kick some. <laughs> so great. Great stuff, great stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was phenomenal to see Fernando being the Fernando that we all love to see, which is just like, he's on the attack. Uh, dude was on the attack. And he ended up starting on the front row, right next to Max Verstappen. Uh, behind him, we had Carlos Sainz, and then uh, Lewis right next to him. So that's the the front two. Um, uh, the Haases qualified really, really well, as as well that was really really mm-hmm. cool to see uh to see to see mick get up there heartbreaking to see him have to retire the car uh caught yeah. caught a little curse from mick mick uh they they bleeped it i don't know what it was but they they bleeped oh. it when they told him oh, retire man. the car he swore i was like oh there he is that's that's the schumacher i want to see i want to yeah. see someone He's furious <laughs> when he has
0: to wait waking up uh the the fury uh that's yeah. that's great i uh, i like I, mean, I like to imagine that he like he's two years away from going on a, a trajectory where he becomes like the dennis rodman wild child
1: of the sport and yeah uh, <laughs> i think honestly i think it's 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 bound to happen he's going to he's going to start to come into his own he was told to stop crashing the car so much, fair. Uh but mm-hmm. also he started driving too carefully and that was what everyone was saying and then he came in and in the wet drove phenomenally. I mean, he's definitely his 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 son, uh his dad's son. Like he very much so uh is like Michael Schumacher's son. Uh mm-hmm. but the pre-race uh show outro video package uh i just want to talk about this real quick johnny uh did you did you catch it at all
0: no i didn't i didn't catch any of the pre-race i I dove right into the main main event what what did i miss
1: understandably so the just it the the pre-race video package is so bad it is so tragic it is very like stylized and american it's like hard shredding guitars but like clearly overproduced just yeah it is it's i'm gonna have to look this up it it, i was like flabbergasted watching it uh very very formula cringe Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. But that's what I, what, what I took the most out of right before the start was just being like, oh, I love that grid. I love that crowd. Oh God, what are they doing? What is this? It was real, real trash. So what did you, what did you see off the start? What were you expecting off the, 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 the starting I mean,
0: I was immediately, immediately disappointed that somehow, uh, Fernando Alonso's car didn't rocket boost, uh, five seconds into the lead. Um, you know, looked like he had a little bit of a, a rough start, but also interesting to see some intense kind of jousting through the first few corners, particularly, um, uh, between Hamilton and, uh, and, and it was K mag, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Getting getting their wheels completely interlocked together, doing that thing where like you go a couple more inches in any direction. And one of these cars is going to like straight up flip over the other car. Um, pretty exciting to see that sort of stuff. And I mean, we were, we were basically straight, straight into it from there. Um, you know, a little disappointing to see max open up just a little bit of space at the, at the front but uh, but it wasn't it wasn't a
1: infinite amount of space. and right. signs uh, signs jumped uh, he jumped Alonzo on what was it like lap three uh, it was, or yeah it was lap
0: two or three, which the uh, broadcast director completely missed. Uh, they were showing replays of something. And the announcers kind of like caught it and, uh, you know, called it out and it was like, Oh, there we, there we go. Second, you know, second place, uh, you know, uh, there, it, it just kills me whenever that happens. And uh, you, you miss a, an awesome moment like that. But yeah, uh was exciting to see uh, Carlito making his way and, uh, and, yeah. and holding it down. Um You know, the other, uh, a couple, couple interesting stories unfolding through the race, right? Like we've got Mm -hmm. Leclerc, uh, way in the back of the pack, starting, started
1: 19th. Uh, no, I think he started 19th. Yeah.
0: 19th. Yeah. Pretty much all the way at the back and seeing him, you know, knowing that he's going to do this sort of like Hamilton esque carve through the field, which also had some, some twists to it. So we saw, saw that going on um we saw Hamilton you know uh in you know right near the front making yeah. his way and then i mean the the race basically to me became about instances of uh car failures and other minor incidents all triggering uh either virtual safety car or full on safety car and that being a huge dictating factor in everyone's strategy and and how everything unfolded and it, it was it was fascinating to me it seemed even as though there were some teams that you know when the safety car would come into play they would be actively saying no let's wait for the next safety car like you yeah. know there's going to be another one let's Which uh is,
1: i mean i know that there are safety cars at the, almost always there are, there are there are always safety cars at that grand prix but mm-hmm. the the gamble that everyone was taking, the gamble that they that that uh, Aston Martin took with Vettel, uh, the that they took with Alonso, like it was such a weird like why are you guys leaving them out for so long? You should if you have the opportunity. And the difference, I think, what what the difference is is like eight and a half seconds for a pit stop under a safety car or a virtual safety car versus like almost 20 seconds uh for a for a regular pit stop it's like dude that's a no brainer you're going to save 10 seconds on strategy there that's like such Mm -hmm. an easy call to make uh and that was bananas that they they kept them out i mean they kept ferrari kept leclerc out until lap 45 on the hard tire that he started i mean the grand prix is only 70 laps uh i I just i couldn't believe that they kept him out uh during during that first safety car that was that was crazy uh or it was a virtual safety car but still that Mm. i mean geez uh and it was triggered by the main person that they were like worried about him coming into contact with or having to come into contention with through the field. Cause Perez, yeah. his car sh- to bed on what was it? Lap eight. Uh, just, I guess a transmission failure or something. They, they went and interviewed Christian again. They always interview Christian I'm getting real, real tired of hearing them, uh, hearing sky F one just, get feedback yeah, it would, from christian it, horner
0: it would would be nice to have somebody else in the mix uh, like yeah. anybody else
1: dude and i get that he's he you know he's he he gets this response uh from people who are not a fan of him and then he gets like a big bunch of adulation from the people who love him so of course they're going to keep him on but i would love to hear like gunther or otmar or, uh, or hearing, uh, even Franz uh, tossed, uh, even hearing Franz uh, talk back and forth, uh, during like during the weekend was like, oh, it's, it's nice to hear Franz. Uh, he's this like very peculiar sounding man. Like the cadence of his speech is so weird. He almost sounds like a supervillain. <laughs> uh, but yep. I'm getting sick of hearing Christian on the on the blower. But let's talk more about. Hamilton I mean Hamilton pitted as soon as Verstappen did so they're, they're I mean he was keeping pace with them and he pitted for hard tires I was like this is great they're both pitting for yep. hard tires so after that virtual safety car w- we have uh Sainz in first Alonzo in second Verstappen's out in third uh Russell Ocon Hamilton <laughs> Mick Schumacher is in there uh Joe Ricardo and Albon and then Alonzo, it sounded like that first radio communication between him and his team that he's like worried about Hamilton. Was, he's like, I want to know what his strategy yeah. is. And I was like, yep. yo, this is great. We're going to watch them battle each other. But then that didn't happen. <laughs> we, we didn't get to watch them battle each other like at all. Um, mm-hmm. And not because of the, the broadcast direction. It, they actually... The pass that Hamilton pulled on him was like down the the straight. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty straight just, straight shot. Yeah, yeah, just just ripped past him, which I thought was really cool, uh, just to see that happen. But also was definitely expecting a little more action. So then, then what do we have? We have uh, Hamilton and Ocon on lap twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. He 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 gets Ocon. Uh, So like Hamilton's basically just making up every spot and he's back into fourth place at that point. Uh, and then, uh, oh, Mick, that's when Mick went out lap 20. We yep. lose Mick, which, which sucks. I think it was another engine or maybe a transmission failure on this one. Uh, I, I couldn't really tell. And I, I didn't see the post race interview with, with Gunther, but yeah, then uh, Russell pits and, lap 20 through lap 25 was some of the coolest racing i've seen at that circuit i mean just watching those battles watching those overtakes we had leclerc on botas for seventh place on lap 22 we had signs mm-hmm. on alonso uh for second on lap 23 and then we had hamilton on alonso for third on lap 24, uh, which was just like consecutive battles every lap. So they yep. nailed not all of that. They missed again. Uh, they like missed another pass on uh, signs and Alonzo for second. It was like, why are you guys just not showing those two battling each other? It's like, they're literal like countrymen. Like this is like the thing that the audience probably wants to see the most is this torch being passed back and forth between the old Spaniard and the young Spaniard. Like, it really I mean, there are like pictures of Carlos getting Fernando's autograph and like, show that battle. But Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, oh, that slow-mo of signs off, off the curb like getting air off the curb on lap 34 was so gnarly just watching those cars yeah there it, it's it's scary when they're when they're hitting the curbs
0: here and especially that curb going into uh the wall of champions
1: yeah uh like we've very, walked those like you yeah. john, like john you and i have walked on those curbs we have we those have are felt those like,
0: serious curbs
1: like That's you couldn't drive your car up that like you couldn't drive a regular car up it. It would be like trying to drive your car up uh, like a city curb straight on. It's just your car wouldn't clear it. It's wild. Um,
0: I would I would say you should check out. uh, I think it's the Porsche Super Cup where it's all the homologated 911s. And when they run there, they bash those curbs so hard. That the it's cars so cool. go fully onto two wheels, like yeah. looking like they're gonna do a a barrel roll going yeah. through there. It's it's kind of insane, and like it's this sort of thing where, like, over the course of one of those races, everybody just gets more and more confident with how mm-hmm. how big of a bite they can take out of those curbs, and it gets uh, it gets pretty insane.
1: It starts to look like those uh, like those videos of the dudes who are rocking the the Range Rovers in the desert. Who are just like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Yep. Uh, they're like, I'm pretty sure they're Emiratis because uh, that, that feels like uh, an Emirati thing to do. Just like take your you know $200,000, you know, V10. Land Cruiser or whatever. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, V10. Your, uh, your yep, Nissan there's... Patrol.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and then put that thing on two wheels and then sit on the side of it, uh, while also firing an AK 47, uh, off into like (laughs) the horizon just, yeah, that's, that's what the Porsche super cup cars look like, but signs got like airborne, like full, the airborne on one Mm -hmm. of those. And it was just, that caught my attention. What else did you, what else do you got from the middle of the race there?
0: Uh, so a handful of pit stop follies, including mm-hmm. I think the worst of them was uh, was it Lando Norris going yes. in? Yes, yeah, and they didn't even show the full pit stop no. during the broadcast, like it was like they ran at it, like it was taking so long that after like 12 seconds of him being there and still the guy at the right front wheel standing there being like tire. Is there still a tire guys? I need a tire. Is there <laughs> a tire? Do we have any tires? I need the
1: tire to go on this. wheel Looking back and forth to be like, and is the, there, the, the front, happening? the
0: front left, they put a tire on and then pulled it off. But the whole time that dude's just standing there being like, I don't even have a tire, like little on <laughs> yeah. the wrong tire. Like somebody what's, What are we, what are we doing Uh, here guys? And that, that just, that's a, there's like my presumption at all times is that there's, there's absolutely like three different people who are like, my only job is to ensure that everybody has, you know, the, the tires ready to go and queued up and whatnot just just At yeah that least. was some extremely hot mess type of uh, uh type of situation um
1: that so crack, yeah it, it broke my heart because like you know i hate to see lando uh suffer but it was funny to be like hey are they going to bring another tire for him did they just run out of wheels for him like what's going on I mean, no uh,
0: question. A Formula One pit stop is one of the miracles of the sport. Yeah. The way yeah. that they the way that they do this so unbelievably well that, you know, when we do see something that goes as wrong as that, it is it is just sort of, you know, it makes everybody look
1: deeply, deeply incompetent. Um oh, yeah, we're 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 talking pit stops here. Let's keep talking pit stops, Johnny are are, yeah. we, are we talking ferraris uh woes and troubles
0: yeah what 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 was your take on uh on 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 this was this did, did you I take mean, this as like this was a a mega a mega ferrari poly, uh, scuderia poliacci
1: type of blunder it, it wasn't quite uh quite uh, scuderia poliacci but it was like hearing the tone in leclerc's voice when he was like, "What are we doing?" and they kind of threw back to him, and he was like, "I don't know, guys." Like it was just this, like not defeated because I don't, I don't want to call him yeah. defeated. That I, I, I think Danica Patrick, who's a, a brilliant racer herself, she was like, "I." He sounded defeated. He looked defeated. His body language looked defeated. I'm not someone who's a race car driver. I can't say what that looks like or feels like, but it sounded it sounded like annoyed with the fact that they weren't just telling him what to do or him kind of resigned. It wasn't defeated. It's more like resigned to being like, well, this could be it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Is this going to be it? Cause it's going to well, happen.
0: So this is, this is, I mean, there, there is another piece to this, which I, you know, I took there and I, and I know a lot of people were frustrated with, the Ferrari pit strategy but also he was just trapped behind uh Ocon was it
1: Ocon I think it was Ocon yeah yeah
0: he was just trapped there he was carving his way through the field yeah and then just couldn't get around you know Ocon who you know uh, on, on any day Leclerc should have no problem getting around a car like the one that Ocon is in, being driven like the driver that is driving it. The driver that is Ocon. Yeah. Like that should be that should be low-hanging fruit for Leclerc. And so especially he's on getting
1: the, but just like especially on that circuit where it was clear that people were able to pass, especially if you had yeah. a strong power unit, which is why Leclerc took all those penalties in the first place is because he had a fresh Motor he had a fresh everything he had a fresh turbo, he had a fresh uh motor uh m g u k unit on there, so he has a brand new electrical battery pack, a brand new motor, a brand new turbo, and he still couldn't get past Esteban ocon I don't know how old that motor is, but like it's Esteban O'con and an Alpine. It's not even yeah. another ferrari motor vehicle like come on, dude
0: it's uh yeah so i mean you know at that point i think even when you know it's gonna be a huge setback bringing yeah. him into the pits is a good he was sort of just right? like that was yeah
1: he was yeah he was he was in sixth place at that point he
0: um, was in sixth is, place and you and you knew that the way you know the way it was gonna unfold it was gonna send him a little farther back in the pack but also it was uh his pit stop was what? It was like five seconds, right? It was about yeah. two, five, five two seconds. seconds
1: was, was the pit yeah. stop for Ferrari. So
0: that's that's easily two seconds off of what should be quick. Two and a half seconds off of what should
1: be a
0: lightning fast Ferrari
1: oh. stop. Oh, I, I I was so excited because I saw that like we had Verstappen coming into the pits next. And I was like, awesome. I just wrote down how fast it was for Leclerc's pit stop, 5.4 seconds. That was really, really slow. He came out 12th. I They thought he was going to come out 13th, um, but he definitely came out 12th, and that was a problem. Uh, Verstappen comes in, his pit stop, 2.4 seconds. So yep. a full... Yep three seconds faster than ferrari's pit stop and this is a sport that is determined by thousands of a second and they were three almost three and a quarter seconds slower on a pit stop like you you're not come on ferrari come on dude you're uh, yeah i i shouted at the screen literally come on when that happened which Mm -hmm. you know Not surprising that I'm doing that at Ferrari. I i I don't mean to like on Ferrari and turn this into just like a a podcast where we have a segment where it's like, let's just make fun of Ferrari. But hey, when you are Pagliacci, uh, I I don't, what do you, what do you want me to do? What do you stop being Pagliacci? If you want me to stop calling you Pagliacci, then you got to stop being makeup off. You got to get, you got to go off stage, dude.
0: Yeah stop we got the uh we got the we got the opera tickets you know we're here for uh for all the drama you know
1: yeah but like it's intermission you could just not come back on stage you could just not come back on stage (laughs) Uh, i'm not saying like give it up ferrari but i'm saying stop showing up as the clown every time and i'll stop treating you as the clown we'll stop commenting on your clownish behavior if you stop acting like a clown (sighs) so
0: so the final, the final act of the race is set in motion by Yuki Tsunoda, uh, going off wrecking and yeah. triggering a proper safety car. Um, this is that, like, I think at this point,
1: this is the, like, um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember which race it was, but it was like super boring. And then, uh, Lando went off and like the meme was, uh, what did it cost? And it was Lando last time. This time it cost Tsunoda. Yuki was had some fresh tires, and just oh the way the place he went off, the way he went off was just that's. I feel like I would make that mistake, John. That felt like a mistake I would I would make, which is not uh, that's not good, Yuki. You shouldn't be making mistakes that I could see myself making. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't want to go into detail here, but Corey. I made that mistake and you were there for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. 20, 20 years ago or so. Yeah. Made that that exact mistake. Uh, Exactly. Tires aren't, tires aren't where they should be.
1: Yeah. And Uh, like,
0: you got to factor that in when you're,
1: but here's the thing. You're not professional uh, race car driver. We were college kids. He is a professional (laughs) race car driver. So that was that was upsetting. Yeah, but so it was so great. we so we close
0: up. Yeah, we, we close up the whole field and from there, I mean, there were a number of things that were happening, but I think pretty much it was all eyes on Carlito, Carlos yep. signs, and it felt like it was for like fifteen laps straight that he was yeah. flirting with being able to get around Verstappen and, and it was looking like he was getting closer and closer yeah up until about the last i guess the last lap and in the the it, it, for me th- this was both exciting but also a little like frustrating or also kind of yeah. like reminded me a little bit of like older eras of formula 1 where the passing was so damn difficult because yeah. we're watching these laps unfold and it's becoming evident that there's really only one place on the track where he has a chance at making making a move, mm-hmm. and so you're kind of like watching the lap and just waiting for that. You know, like okay, now we're like forty five seconds away from them getting to that place on track where there's maybe a chance, but each each time it was still Which just is the, out the, of it's, reach.
1: It's the kinked. It's the kinked straight out of the hairpin turn on this circuit. And then like it's a notorious place for passing. Uh and Charles Leclerc actually had an amazing pass earlier on in the race. Uh I don't remember who it was on. Might have been Joe, but he had this like incredible where he just like launched the curb at that chicane at the end of that straightaway and got the pass. It might have been both us actually. But he he ended up and
0: it was and it was a scary it was a scary pass
1: it was that, i, I you know, rewound up it all like, of his Whoa. yeah 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 um but he yeah just he couldn't he couldn't pull it off but re- uh, i just want to uh go back real quick when when that safety car thing happened and verstappen had to stay out with uh with old tires and he ended up with someone on fresh tires behind him i was like this is incredible <laughs> this is yep. this is incredible <laughs> um, uh, but uh, it turned out to not be what I know a bunch of people were hoping it was going to be including myself which was watching Carlos be able to really mount an attack and then I wouldn't even mind watching Verstappen take the lead back but like not seeing yeah. Carlos get ahead at all was a little bit like oh oh here come oh oh here it comes again oh no no well he's closer and then further yeah it was
0: i i want to see i want to see carlos uh get in there i want to see him get a win this season and i want to see him flex pretty hard but i did also walk away from this with it being relatively cemented in my mind that you know what if charles was in that same p2 position we would have seen we would have seen some action we would have seen a pass happen it may have been a pass that you know got handed back but we would have seen something happen yeah and i think that's you know that's rough for carlos because i think that sort of reinforces also like he's he is the number two driver at ferrari Even though, uh, actually, I gotta look it up. Is he now he's he's now number two in the world championship? Right for for drivers Uh, points. I
1: don't. Am I crazy?
0: Am I? I'm sorry. I'm uh I'm I'm losing my mind over here. It's uh it's it's Perez is uh, is holding down second place in in the championship. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. So. It's still i feel uh it 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 bums me out because it's this it's this thing where there's this excitement and this tension build uh but we we just couldn't see it connect and couldn't see it happen yeah and uh even with with drs the potential of drs being opened up on every single lap but i think what it looked like to me was just that uh Carlos just wasn't able to nail the hairpin turn, which is yeah. the last serious corner before this back straight that yep. that the drivers
1: head into, and he just wasn't getting uh, that same like angle. It was he, it was he wasn't, very he obvious. wasn't getting it,
0: yeah. There was, uh, in the final two laps and you didn't, I, I think they missed it on the broadcast. Like the camera would be framed on Verstappen's car, but I saw other angles later where, uh, basically signs was locking, uh, the front wheels going into the hairpin on the last two laps. Like almost, yeah. Like straight up, like almost flat spotting his tires, um going into uh going into the hairpin. Oh man. Um, oh, that and, sucks. That yeah, really sucks. And, but so but, uh yeah I don't know you know I I I,
1: I I yeah I think I think Charl would have showed up uh where Carlos didn't. I think or, or Carlos couldn't. Not that he didn't but he couldn't. Uh you just can't match Max on that like finishing yeah. pace. And not to say, because he, he matched him on race pace the whole time. He's, he was right there. But Max just does have, again, it's that like he, he is driving on another level. He and Hamilton are truly driving on another level. Charles would be able to drive on another level if he could have a Ferrari that was consistent enough. So I think what's happening with Carlos is he's driving that Ferrari on the limit. And he's nailing it. But I think, and this is like said, I don't know because I don't, I'm not a race car driver, but the, the idea is you have to be willing to just be able and willing to step over the line and over the limitations and overdrive the car, just the tiniest little bit of in order to be the best. And I don't think, I'm not saying that Carlos doesn't have that. I'm saying he doesn't have that with the Ferrari right now, the way that Charles does. Right, mm-hmm. like, I think that that's just it showed in that Grand Prix, and he can get there. He can. I'm not saying he can't. He's made massive steps to get to where he is, but he's just not willing to hang it out over the line the way that Charles is, and maybe that's why Charles is the number one driver, and also why, like, you know, he doesn't perform as well uh, as consistently as as science does. I mean, that's just a, a fact signs outpaced him last year and he's still like with his raw talent and pace and willingness to overdrive the car he's outpacing him this year now um or, or mm-hmm. uh, Charles is outpacing signs this year yeah uh, it's just tough to see but it is kind of glaringly obvious after those last five laps I mean yep. yeah. And the fact that he didn't close the gap up on that last lap before on the the penultimate lap, so on lap sixty nine, he didn't get DRS. But then on lap seventy, he did. So like Max was Max like pulled away in that second to last lap just to make sure like that he wasn't going to be able to set him up for a move on the last lap. So that's Max thinking, oh, I'm going to be sure not to set myself up to potentially be challenged on the last lap, but setting that up almost four laps out before the end of the race because he has to charge his battery up he has to make sure he's picking all these perfect braking points and getting good clean exits where he needs to so that Carlos can't get into his DRS in that last second to last lap so it's like that it's not even 4D chess it's truly like racecraft that Max is like working on that and also overdriving the shit out of that Red Bull which is like yep terrifying to watch let alone imagine even doing so yeah uh sucks sucks to be carlito but it's great that carlito finished the
0: race hey he finished the race he stayed out of the wall of champions yes he didn't find any gravel uh you know i think yeah those are all (laughs) those are all good signs no no question and and in spite of you know uh the the scuderia paliaci he yes. uh he had a he had a terrific terrific second place finish so yeah uh still still great to see and and certainly awesome to see uh hamilton alongside him on the podium
1: yeah i i really dug it so what are, what are we talking here johnny uh oh yeah also um uh, alonzo was weaving around like a maniac uh on the last lap and definitely got a <laughs> penalty uh i watched the replay and he made like four separate moves on that straightaway in front of botas
0: who, oh like, wow
1: fully did four separate moves did oh, like geez but like did the alonzo calculus of like if i can get away with this i'll hold station and it'll be a double point score and everything will be fine uh mm-hmm. uh it was still a double point score i think he ended up ninth but it was like a like alonzo don't do that on the last lap like you did so well this weekend and then you did that final alonzo thing of like i'll well, see how far i can push the rules uh and yeah weaving around on the straight that's dangerous dude that's not just defending your spot that is valtteri was in a faster car and he was going to make moves and he tried to pass him twice and alonzo made two distinct moves uh to make sure that he covered the the move off the racing line and then also almost was break well, almost moving around in the braking zone which is like the biggest no-no uh like drifted back to the racing line in the braking zone it was like dude wow come on you can't you've been doing this for too long to do that on the last lap of a grand prix so that was a little <laughs> easy to see but eh, it was also alonzo <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, shrug our shoulders. we shrug our I shoulders i
0: think it's i think again i think he's in that sort of like pre-retirement no no f- left to give yeah yeah state understandably of his career. so and I'm, I'm i'm here for it i'm here yeah. for it i love it i don't
1: hate it i don't hate it uh it just pisses me off when it affects uh hamilton or uh carlito or someone who i like really want to win a race uh mm-hmm. so yeah all right, bud. Um, what do you think as far as stock goes? What are we talking here? Do we think that F1 stock went up? Do we think it stayed the same? Or do we think it went down this weekend?
0: I'm going to say it went up because mm-hmm. uh, Montreal and and the Canadians in general are, are a very, very close neighbor to the north. Yeah. Uh, and from what I understand, the atmosphere at the race this year, and this is particularly after... The race was not run in Montreal in the past two seasons. Yeah, uh, this this race was uh, was was off the schedule. Um, they had uh something like three hundred and forty thousand fans fully in attendance. Out. Yeah, yeah, fully sold out. The article that I read described that the person who deals out the paddock club passes had um you know basically said hey you know every year that i've been doing this if he contacted us the the week before the race we'd find a way to hook you up and and set you up with these super expensive mega vip tickets and he said we haven't had them since december they've been completely sold out and that literally it's been mega frustrating for them because they've been turning down uh a list celebrities like and, real and, deal and Canadian athletes and you know all sorts of people who are not used to being told no uh, when it comes to this sort of access.
1: Well, especially yeah. for this race, too. Like, this race is kind of this, this was the like Monaco of the West. This was where everyone showed up and, uh, and was granted VIP access. Like, uh, so it's not just people who are like current, you know, stars or cultural icons. It's like people who have been mm-hmm. going to this race for probably decades who are used to showing up very late, uh, are turned away. And that is, ooh. Woo, would not want to be in that office. Uh, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I do agree. I do agree. I think the stock went up this week. I went. Uh, I, I I went online and and looked at this stuff, especially since it happened more in the like real time. Uh, because it happened in this hemisphere, uh, the race itself. So it was, it was good yep, to see yep. that in the online response. Always, was- always
0: delightful. Oh yeah. Uh, also worth noting the, the race would, was broadcast on, on ABC without commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you got this live, you know, major network, uh, free to view broadcast in the united states which i think is uh is terrific to have in the middle of the day on a sunday
1: um yeah so I critical i mean that's critical. a huge
0: help as well yeah yeah
1: especially when like there's no football and we're at the point of where there's no basketball like this is like the perfect time to throw sports into the void that exists because there's very you know there's there's baseball but We're, you know, we're, we're getting a little later in the season, but it's not the most important baseball that's happening. Um, uh, and also the Mets and the Yankees are like winning. So there are a lot of people who are very turned off by baseball who wouldn't normally be like turned off by baseball. Uh, so like, this was a great thing to throw onto the TV on a, on a Sunday here in the States. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh where can the folks find you online, Johnny? Let's uh let's hear it. Where you at?
0: Yeah, hit me up anytime on Twitter. My handle's at Johnny Motion.
1: Corey, where can the folks find you out in the world? Uh they can find me online at burn corey burn. Um on all the platforms and whatnot. And also, it has been announced that the UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles, is reopening in September. I am a teacher there and a performer, and I am starting an in-person class, which will culminate with a performance on the stage at UCB Franklin in September. Uh, that class nice. is level three and it starts July 17th. You can sign up for it online by going to UCB classes, UCB comedy, uh, slash classes, I believe is the URL. I'm not looking at it eh, cause yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, you can catch that and all that means I'm also going to start doing live comedy shows uh, soon. So I'll, uh, I'll keep y'all up to speed with that and make announcements online, but folks we are gonna catch up with you the next time on the f1 files yeah i did it right i did it right this time didn't even have nicely done it didn't even cross my mind yeah nice you saboteur